heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook, try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too, better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about and he's got one question, I'll inform you about life. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yo, one, two, three, four, five. Is my mic on? Hello, one, two, three. Yeah! It's Monday, Monday edition of the Taz Show, coming at you right after the uh, Thanksgiving, so hope you guys had a good one. So this edition will be uh, two hours, thoughts, opinions, insight, slight sophomoricism, and jocularity to a degree. So, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the whole Conor McGregor no longer having two championships in the UFC. What happened there? I'll let you know that. I'm uh, going to talk a little NFL stuff, maybe some college football a little bit here in the first segment. A little later on, we'll do a raw preview. Do that for sure. And uh, also, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a topic about TV wrestling promos that were done the way it was done back in the day in studios. If you remember, like uh, back in the day, and uh, you know NWA days and all that stuff, and and uh, and I'll get into into some of that mid south, all those gimmicks. I, I have something I want to say about that. An observation I have, which is very interesting. Uh, oh, also, oh yeah, also in uh, some sad news. No, in the uh, in the Indies today. Yes, yeah. No, that um, that's not happening today. Yeah. So uh, no in the Indies today. I'm pretty sure it'll be back next. A week, so we shall see next Monday which one of the excellent uh, pro wrestlers uh, are out here. I, I, it might be either Veda Scott or uh, Deanna Perrazzo. I'm not really sure, but we'll check on the rotation and see which one of the um, the ladies is available to pop on, if any. So uh, that's the deal on that. So, uh, oh, as usual here. Attention hotline fans. If you want to call the show, it's a very simple process. All you got to do is dial 866 866- Four seven five two nine four eight. That's an eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. If you want to call in, you have something to say, or if you have a any wrestling thoughts, football thoughts, golf, tennis, hockey, rugby, cricket, lacrosse, soccer. I think I mentioned baseball. Um, you know, stickball, wiffle ball, half ball, steam ball, whatever. Kind of sport. I, I cover it all, basically. Here. That's just what I do. You know, that's that's my thing. Will you stop? So that's the gimmick here. So, uh, yeah, look. So uh, let me get right into this whole thing. Um, I, look, I, I'm in this, you know, I'm in this fantasy football league here we have for the Taz shows, you guys know, with several of us in it. And uh, and I'm going to get into the NFL talk uh, right now, but in a second, I should say. But I want to tell you about the um, this horrible fantasy football league I'm in. I, I need some music, sir, underneath you, please. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so it's Fantasy Football Jones, okay, uh, it's horrible. It sucks. And I've been trying to make the most out of it. This is a prime example of me with this league for the past three, four weeks trying to make chicken salad out of chicken poop. Because that's what we have going on here. This league that I'm in, this six-person league, sucks. There's no talk smack to each other. There's no acknowledgement of each other. There's no texting privately. 
There's nothing on the uh, ESPN gimmick site where you can talk smack. There's nothing in passing in the hallways. There's absolutely no talking whatsoever about this league. Why am I wasting my time and yours with this league? Well, one reason is I'm winning. Okay, so a lot of you like to know what's going on and like to be updated. So, yeah, I won this week. And I played, uh, you know, Handsome Johnny's team. And uh, I'm winning, I should I don't know if I won yet. 99 to 65. I don't know if he's got any guys left or I got any guys left. I have no idea. Uh, but all I know is there. So, thus far, with that gimmick, I'm winning. The other guys, KFG, KFJ, I should say, Seth, he is losing to Captain Tom, who quit the show, used to be on it. And Crying uh, Brian, he is beating the piss out of Video Brian, the control of Crusaders, 100 to 53. Point is, it's not about who's winning and losing here anymore. That's not about this anymore with this league. The point is that this league is this league has no buzz. This league, no one cares about this league. No one cares. It's horrible. It's horrible. And it, it's, up, it's upsetting. Because there was a lot of thought that went into this. There was a draft and everything. Maybe not that much thought, but there was some thought that went into it. And I really had bigger goals for this thing. And it's falling on its face. And it's mainly because of, no disrespect to everybody on the show, but everybody that's in the league. No, none of them care. None of these guys care about this league. None of them. The one guy quit. The captain. He's gone. Buy a hat. I mean, so, so nobody cares. Why, why is this even here? Why am I still talking about this effing league? Sick of it. Sucks. Why can't I be in a real league like Mike today? Mike today's in about 10,000 leagues. He's spending bank. He's making bank. What am I doing? I'm running around playing silly ass games for free. Talking about it on my show. Sucks. Fake football Jones. I think it's time that I put a bullet in your head. No joke, the season's not even over. I couldn't even make it to the end. It's breaking news, that's it. I'm putting a bullet in the head of fake football Jones. I don't know how or what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. It's over. Sucks. We couldn't make it to the finish line. And I will not take the blame for this. No. It is not my fault. It's the competitors that are in the league with me. They have no passion and they don't care. All of them. I was talking to Seth the other day on the phone. Offline conversation, Jones. And I was talking to Seth. And he was pissed off about something with football. This was actually last week. It was on a Sunday we were talking. And he was mad, like really mad about a player not doing well. And I had my laptop open while I was in this conversation with Seth, and I couldn't help but notice he didn't have this player on his team. I said, Seth, why are you upset? This player you're speaking of, linebacker X Jones, he is not even on your fantasy football, fake football Jones team. There's no task, not that stupid league, my other league, my real league. I'm like, oh my God, that hurt. That was a dagger in the heart. Video Brian and Johnny are both agreeing with you in my ear. Yeah, because they don't want to do this. They don't care. They're the main reasons, too. It's their fault. Tom quit. He could give a sh- yeah, He don't care. He never cared either. Actually, he cared more than everybody, to be honest with you. He at least tried to win. 
Biddy O'Brien, Handsome Johnny, those guys don't care. Handsome Johnny cares less than anyone. And Biddy O'Brien at least used to care. But then I beat him and they quit. That's right, Brian. I beat you. A couple weeks ago, and then I he caved. He's chirping. I'm not sure he's chirping. Tom, what's he saying? We can't get a mic set up for the, that we can hear the guy. Okay, I asked CBS a hundred times. I'm pissed off now. I asked my hunter, give me a microphone for the effing director so I can hear him. Actually, Brian has checked out. Johnny is still fully engaged in the league, though. He wants to win. I don't believe him. They're both telling me in my ear right now. I feel like I'm directing the Oscars. I got two different voices. I can assure you, Rob, you are not qualified to direct not just the Oscars, but even traffic. Will you stop? You're not. So you might just be relaying what they're saying. You're not directing anything. What, 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 they, what they, tell me what they're saying. I want to know. What are they saying? Uh, so Video Brian said you're not wrong. And jo uh, Johnny says he has the most points. He's in first place. He's just gloating over here, gloating Jones. Are you kidding me? He has got, he, he didn't even pick the team. It was an auto pick. He let the freaking, the, the program that ESPN has pick it. What kind of a freaking show am I that I work for CBS and I'm doing an ESPN poll? <laughs> I mean, a, a draft, whatever the hell it is, fancy league. <laughs> Excuse me. Rapidly getting in a bad mood, folks. Not good. Not good. If those guys cared about this league, there would be more discussion on Monday morning or any morning or any day. There's never discussion. They don't care. Because you know why they don't care? I'll tell you why they don't care. Because there's no money on the line. And when there's money on the line, bitches step up. In life, people step up when there's money on the line. Because you care. You have a vested interest. When you try, look, I'm an idiot. That's well documented. Okay, but besides the fact of that, I'm an idiot with this because I, I, I tried to do something nice. I tried to do something to build, you know, some team amongst the Taz Show team. Hey, let's have some fun like a lot of people do in the office place. And they do a, hey, Bob, let's do a fantasy football league. Well, how much, for how much money, John? No money! I just want to do it for fun. My wife will cut my ball bag off. Okay, Bob, we'll just do it for fun. And then what happens is, Bob and John don't give a rat's ass three weeks in. Because there's no vested interest. That's the problem here. So, I don't buy the fact that handsome Johnny cares. I don't. He can say it all he wants. I don't believe it. He's telling me he's giving the uh, he's giving his team pep talks and stuff like that. He's giving his team vape. He's giving his team vape talk. Enough of that crap. So in the real football, next league I'm doing, next fantasy league is money. You want to be in the league? If somebody wants to be in the league, five hundred dollars each. Five hundred straight up Jones. I'm going today style. Actually, he's more. I, I, I need to I need to talk to today. I need to get involved with a Vegas league. I need big money. I need, I need to be involved. Big time gambling. Big. I don't gamble. But this is going to force me into gambling. And I don't want to gamble. I'm not condoning gambling. I'm not. Is it illegal to say that I'm going to bet money on something? No. I don't own a team. Of course not. I don't play or coach for a team. Right. 
If I did coach and I was a coach on that Jet team, they would have beat the Patriots yesterday because I would have coached them better. That's right. I did it for my den. I was coaching them unbelievable for my den. It came close, but no cigar. It was a good game. I was pulling for my old school team. The Jets lost to the Patriots. 22-17. Broke my heart. The Jets had these son of a bitches right where they had them. They had them. They had them. But it didn't happen. I'm done with the tablets. It didn't happen. Belichick was there just doing his thing with his ripped up clothes. Because he's blue collar. 22-17. Patriots over the Jets. Tom Brady played his balls off, kind of. 30 for 50. He threw a little bit. 286 yards, two touchdowns. The Gronk left the game with an injury. Martellus Bennett came in. I think, oh, man, the Jets are in good shape now. It's pretty good, though. Fitzpatrick, people wanted to see the, what's his name, Bryce Petty in the game. Leading up to this game. But no, they went with uh, Fitz, the Harvard grad again. Eh, played all right. He didn't play bad. I don't know. All I know is I'm sick and tired of looking at Bill Belichick trying to be blue collar. They've been doing this for years. Everybody knows, oh, he's got the ripped sweatshirt. Oh, look at Bill. He's all business. It's like he's at practice. He don't care about wearing a dress code. Coaches, he's not fancy Dan Jones. No, 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 no. He's a blue collar. He's blue collar. Totally blue. Blue, yeah, blue collar. Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, he screams blue collar. Stop. Give me a break. Give me an effing break, blue collar. Because he takes a hat, it's ripped. And he has the equipment guy rip his hat. He was a rat's ass. Day, night, cold, hot. It's such BS. Did you see his hat? Did you see where he was dressed? Did you watch the game? No, I didn't watch that game. Why am I yelling? I don't know. Sorry. <sighs> Nuts are twisted. Monday. Yeah, I'm twisted up. I'm tired of looking at Belichick. In his trying to act like a tough guy with his clothes all ripped. You're a multi-millionaire, Coach Belichick. You're a great coach. You're one of the best of all time. You are a first ballot Hall of Famer, so there is no doubt about that. Stop trying to act like you're in the pit, Jones. Well, that's what he's comfortable in. That's what Patriots fans will tell me today. Don't call me, Patriots fans. I don't want to hear from you. Don't call me. Well, you're not a Jet fan anymore. It doesn't matter. It's the AFC East, and the Jets are always in my heart. Oh, it's just I'm a little kid of a Jet fan. They had the friggin' Patriots beat. They had them. Don't call. I don't want to talk to any of you. Sick of Boston. 866-475-294. In uh, happy news, uh, my Buffalo Bills, yes, and not an easy game, defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-21. This was, as the cliche goes, a dogfight. Jacksonville, I don't, has, I don't think they've won a game in like seven years. But uh, they looked pretty friggin' good here up in Buffalo against my Bills. Yeah, my Bills. That's right. I played for them. Shady McCoy, 19 runs, two receptions, 134 yards total, two, DD, two TDs. He played really good. Sammy Watkins was back in the house. Scored a big pass. Big bomb by Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, man. I'm very happy with this. Wasn't easy, though. Jackson looked good. I mean, Blake Bortles looked pretty good out there. He was hustling, rumbling, bumbling the whole nine yards. He was throwing the ball a muck. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not impressed with my defense. With the defensive backfield of the Buffalo Bills, I'm not impressed at all. 
I'm not. I'm not. I, 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 you know, you know, Rex Ryan. I like Rex. He's, he's a defense coordinator. He's, you know, him, his dad, his brother. They're all. I mean, his brother's a defense coordinator too. They're all defense coordinators. The whole family, right? Everyone. Yeah, and then they got defense in their, in their legacy and their, their lineage, as the expression goes. I'm not impressed with defense. I'm not. Blitz Jones. Blitz, 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 blitz. What do you mean no? It's enough. Got it. Too much. We're getting burned here. It's enough. I'm tired of the guys, too, with the braids. And the guys with the long... This one guy plays for the University of Colorado. Random. With long blonde hair. All these football players with long hair. This kid on the... On the, the kid on the uh, Colorado, his, his hair is... It, it, he's like Olivia Newton-John. For those under 50, have no idea what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, get a haircut, all of you. The braids, the long hair, the blonde hair, the red hair, the black hair, the braids. Get a haircut. Enough. I'm sick of looking at the hair where people are playing. Sick of it. Buzz cut Jones. Everyone. Shave that bitch off. The Falcons defeated the uh, Cardinals in a big NFC matchup. 38 to 19. I did not watch the game. Did you see that game? No, I didn't see much football yesterday. Okay. Gotcha. The Buccaneers... And shocking to me, beat my Seahawks 14 to 5. Not a baseball score. The Bucks look good. And then we saw what's his name? Jameis Winston, press conference Jones. He's wearing a tuxedo. The kid is wearing a tuxedo. Why, young man, are you wearing a tuxedo? Why? You won the game, you're wearing a tuxedo. It was a tuxedo. He wore a tuxedo. Trust me, I know clothing. I know men's golf. Oh, now I'm looking at Bill Belichick on TV. He's got a suit on. <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, but but why is Jameis Winston wearing a tuxedo? You did not win the Super Bowl. And even if you did, don't wear a tux. I know you beat the, the Seahawks. They're studs. I got it. Uh, how about the Saints throttling the Rams 49 to 21? Drew Brees turned it up, 310 yards thrown, four touchdowns, a beast. How about the Oakland Raiders, as uh, Chris Berman would say, the Raiders, the Raiders. 35-32 over the Panthers. Derek Carr, 315 yards, chucking the ball, two touchdowns. Dislocated his pinky or his ring finger, one of those fingers. Uh, ring pinky on a snap. Gross Jones, Ben City City, yeah. I had that happen to me. I dislocated my finger several times, but similar to the way he did on a one, hurts like the Dickens, as they say, yes. And it was his throwing hand, so that made it tough. And then they had to, like, I guess, fix it. They put a glove on him, spit on that bitch, get out there, son. And he played, uh, okay. Cool pick right after he came back into a linebacker, which is funny. But the Raiders, uh, man, they look like they might be Super Bowl bound. It's going to come down to the Raiders in the AFC and the Pats, and oh my God, I will be wearing Raider Garb, Bandwagon Jones. I will be Raider, Raider Nation, baby, yeah! Raider Nation. I will go crazy. No matter what AFC team is playing the the Pats in the freaking AFC Championship, I will be a fan of that. 
I can definitely see you sitting in that black hole with the oh, yeah. stapler jersey on. Yeah, yeah, drama two sack. I'd yeah. wear a drama two sack jersey <laughs> with the shoulder pads like the Road Warriors with the spikes. Lyle Alzado. Lyle Alzado. Howie Long was my man. I love Howie Long. You know, I mean, yeah, Matt Miller was a great linebacker there. I loved all those guys. Marcus Allen. Marcus Jim Allen, great running back. Plunk at the quarterback. Number 16. He was blind. Yes. Uh, his, his parents were blind. Okay. My dad's all-time favorite player. Jim Plunk. Really? Is that yeah. true? Yes. Super Bowl MVP. I will root for the Raiders mm. all the way through and through. Now, did you root for them over... You didn't root for them over Tampa Bay, right, with Rich Gannon? I really didn't give a rat's ass about that game. Okay. Because I was busy with my own stuff. Gotcha. Now I'm zoned in. Because I do a show covering the NFL better than anybody. Better than all these people. The best. You're damn right. You're damn right. I'll tell you what, Raiders are going to be in the AFC Championship against the Pats. It's happening. And the Pats, oh, you're going down, bro. Doing the job, and I can't wait. I can't wait. Can't wait going to happen. Oh, what about your Bills? They're going to be able to play. Yeah, I love them, but they're not going to. Come on. We don't have the manpower. We don't have the manpower. We don't. We don't have the. We don't have it. We don't. And Rex is a wild card. He's a maverick. He's a maniac out there. You don't know what he's going to do. But anyway. I believe the Bills play at the Raiders this week. Yeah, I know. I'm going to root for the Bills, sir. I'm just saying at the end of the road, Jones, what's going to happen is that this is going to be a deal. Well, you know, I mean, the Raiders are going to go all the way. They, they, they look freaking pretty pretty damn good. Weren't you the guy who said you feel the NFL MVP would be Derek Carr? I did. I, do you still think that? I do. Uh, I think he's awesome, but I don't know if he's, he's going to be. But you never know. He's got be. the best fourth quarter numbers of any quarterback in the league. So, you know, that's that, that, a big deal. That's when you win, uh, win games and uh, earn money. Yeah. I hear you. I know college football, you know, I, I checked out a lot of college football this week and a lot of it was a rivalry weekend, you know, it was a rivalry gimmick. And I'll tell you what, if you missed the, the big game that was on in the middle of the day, which was crazy, I mean, Ohio State and Michigan, holy cow, if this game was not a work, I don't know what is. Work, City Jones, but what a game it was. Holy crap, Ola. Ohio State wins, the Buckeyes win up in Columbus. 30 to 27 over the Wolverines. Coach Khaki Pants was very angry. Very upset over a first town spot call, Gimmick Jones. It was very uh, questionable. I think the kid got the first down, honestly, from Ohio State. But anyway, what a game this was. I watched the whole game. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, very much so. Uh, I, I tell you what, I did not enjoy was Iowa. Well, I always liked Iowa. That's one of my Big Ten teams, too. But my real Big Ten team is Nebraska. Oh, my God. Iowa beat the crap out of them. 40-10. to 10. It was not even a game. I felt so bad. Very disappointed. I felt like just putting my face through my toaster while it was on. It was hot. It hurts like a bastard when you do that. Calms you down, though. Alabama. Big rivalry again with the Auburn. Mm-mm-mm. Not today, son. Alabama 30. Auburn 12. It's a beating. What about Clemson? Just a non-stop Clemson. What are they undefeated? I believe they got like one. Clemson beat up on uh, South Carolina 56-7. Clemson's got one loss. They lost yeah, to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They lo- yeah, wow. That's a shock. Right? But Clemson, yeah, 11-1. Wow. They are uh, they are sitting third in the NCAA rankings. They're in the three-hole. Alabama's one. Ohio State's two. Clemson's three. Washington is four. 
Michigan's five. And speaking of Washington, they beat up on Washington State 45 to 17. Oklahoma's sitting in the seven hole. You know JR's happy about that. His boy, what's his name, Baker Mayfield? That's the quarterback. He's, I think they put his name in there for the possibility for the Heisman. He ain't winning it. No, but he's, he may get invited to New York. I, I think so, yeah. There's a kid that grew up outside of Austin, Texas. Yeah. Wanted to play for All Texas. Right. And then, and then they, they said, you know what, we're good. Yeah. And he goes and starts for somebody else. Meanwhile, Texas just fires their it's coach. It's called motivation. It's called motivation. They fired Charlie Strong, Texas did. Yeah, that's right. And they hired the guy from Houston, uh, Herman. What's his first name? Tom, Tom Herman. Tom, Tom Herman. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, Penn State bringing up the rear. Now, they were in the Big Ten Championship, right, against Ohio State? Yes, Michigan? they needed to win and yeah. end. Yep, so they'll take on Wisconsin. The, no, Wisconsin. I said, I said Ohio State. Wisconsin, that's right. And they're uh, number eight, Penn State, and uh, number nine is Colorado. Number 10 is uh, Southern Cal, USC. So, here's your top ten. But um, there was a lot of good games. Uh, speaking of USC, they beat up on Notre Dame, 45-27. What happened to Notre Dame? Remember Notre Dame? Notre Dame football, where are you? Notre Dame football, what happened? Where are you? Lou Holtz, 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 Holtz. Where's Coach Holtz? What happened to Notre Dame? Holy crap. Got about 9,000 losses this year. Mm-mm-mm. Florida State beat up on Florida 31 to 13. And I talked about Colorado. I watched that. It was a nighttime game. 27, Colorado 27, Utah 22. That was pretty big right there. There's a four-hour special to air next Sunday to reveal the college football playoffs, you know, after all the championship games this weekend. So it should be pretty good. I mean, this is a great time to be a college football fan. But I get sad because this means the season's almost over. I love the college football season. I really do. And I was telling my son this the other day at the house, watched a couple of games. He's running amok. And then I uh, said, yo, you know what? I said to him, I said, college football season should be year-round. It should never end. And he looked at me like I was the biggest idiot in the world. He gave me that look that most teenagers look at their parents with, like, what? And he goes, I'll see you later. <laughs> Just got in his car and he zipped away. So, <laughs> I haven't seen him since. That was four days ago. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, but really, like, he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, the season should never end. I love the college football. I sit my big ass down on the couch on Saturday and I don't move. I don't move and I I just don't move. I have a conveyor belt from one of my kitchens. I put in like a little LCD board and the food comes to me. And I just eat it and drink, eat and drink. And I watch and I yell. I've become that guy. I have become that. Look, there's Jameis Winston on TV, by the way. He's in the tuxedo. Watching tears. I'm watching CBS Sports, by the way. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, it's some other news, not football stuff. Uh, the UFC, I talked about Conor McGregor, no longer a two division uh, UFC champion. Uh, he had to relinquish, had to give up a title. So, he chose to give up the, uh, I believe he chose, right? Yeah, the featherweight championship. So, Conor uh, will still be the light heavyweight champion. So, but uh, folks at UFC announced uh, on Saturday, Jose Aldo. Named the, U, uh, the UFC featherweight champ. Now, I don't follow this thoroughly, so I don't want to speak out of school. I apologize if I'm wrong on any of this. <laughs> I don't understand how, I guess Aldo's a number one contender, I would assume, how we just hand the title over to him. See, in the wrestling business, we don't do that. It's a work. But it's entertaining. 
you gotta fight for the for the freaking title. Can't just hand out the title. Now, unless there's some rule, again, I don't know about, which I'm sure there is, but why shouldn't, why can't they have one and two fight each other? Whomever wins is then the featherweight champion. That's what I would do. But I gotta be honest, uh, back to McGregor, you know, he put himself in a very good financial position. Obviously, the guy's very wealthy and he brags, he's very braggadocious about it. And he's, I think there's, there's chances he could end up in WWE because there were some reports that Triple H was saying stuff about him publicly, positive stuff. So, you know, sometimes with that stuff, I believe where there's smoke, there's fire. So it wouldn't shock me if they cut some kind of deal where I don't think you'll see McGregor as a full-time worker in, U, in WWE, but I could see him doing a spot or two or something with somebody in the WWE where they capitalize, WWE does, on the fame that McGregor has and try to grab some of those mixed martial arts fans to jump on the WWE board. You know what I mean? It's a good, good, uh, good way to book it. So uh, but we'll see. But the thing is, uh, McGregor put himself in a really good financial position, to be honest, because, you know, he, he held two championships. So now you got to figure, they tell him, UFC says you can't have two championships. So he had to get some money. Sure, they had to give him a little payday to hand over that title. You know, and that that's cool. Good for him. You know what I mean? Good for him. So it's interesting. He had to relinquish the uh, championship. So uh, going to go to break here in a few seconds. Uh, other side of break, so check it out, right? I'm going to get into, like I said, a raw preview. But I, I do want to talk to you guys about a topic that's interesting to me for wrestling fans that'll dig it. That, about TV studio wrestling promos, if you remember those promos. I, want, I have some things I want you to ponder. I want to talk about that. And if you want to call the show, you can do that. 866-475-2948. It should be a, a fun topic. Uh, uh, Viking, um, I have a question before I go to break. Are you interested in inter, into talking about this topic? I'm interested in hearing you talk about the topic. No one cares. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, here we go. It's a Monday edition of the uh, Cat Show coming at you. I'm give you a raw preview in a little bit here. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, uh, topic I was talking about before the break, about TV wrestling promos of old. We'll get into that in a second. Cyber Monday, by the way. Everybody's running around. On the computers. I was just doing that during the break. I was buying a bunch of stuff. I just spent money like crazy. I don't believe in saving money. I just spend it. Any dime I have, any nickel, any quarter, any dollar, I spend. I'm not a cheap bastard. Not at all. I just spend. My wife loves that I do that too. It's great. Cyber Monday, I'll go on every website. I'm buying stuff. Not cheap. I'll spend money. I'll run amok on every dollar I have. I don't believe in bank accounts. I don't believe in saving money. I just like giving financial advice out here. I spend. I just spend at will. Shit busted. Non-stop. There's no time for people that, oh, I, don't want, I don't want to buy it. I don't want to go to Starbucks and get a coffee. It's $5. You know what? I tell them, give me five shots. I'll give you 10 bucks for a cup of coffee, a Trente. I don't go Vente. I don't go tall, I don't go grande, I go vente. Chip busted. I go high road Jones. That's my style. That's what I'm about. So it's Cyber Monday. That means, I, I guess that means you only can buy stuff on the internets. I think that's what that means. 
I, I guess. I don't because cyber is like the internet's, right? So that that that's got to be what that means. I guess I don't know. I I don't know. And you know what? At the end of the day, I I, I really I, I do I care about this? No, I don't. What are you nuts? I don't. But I'll spend. So I was talking a little bit earlier about wrestling promos of old. Like if you if you guys remember, like those are a little bit older. You know, guys in there, whatever, you know, late 30s. Not, that's not old, that's young. But late 40s, you know, early mid-50s or even late 50s. <clears throat> you remember, like, if you were watching the NWA uh, or, like, Mid-South or, or any of, of, of the old school wrestling, that the wrestling that we loved. We loved that type of physical, a lot of squash matches, a lot of, you know, um, the stories were simplistic, very easy to s- stay with. If you missed a couple of weeks of the show, you, you caught right up real quick. There wasn't like long, in-depth, deep stories, you know. And, <clears throat> you know, you'd watch these in, in TV studios. That's where rest like Memphis did their, their show for years in, uh, you know, uh, TV studios. I worked in the one in Memphis. I don't remember the call letters. I'm sure people will tweet it or call or whatever, but. Um, I worked for Memphis. I did one. I worked in that building once, in that studio, I should say once. It was a news studio, a news station, and they put a ring up, and they had like forty people in the friggin' thing. And they, Jerry Lawler and Jarrett and all this, you know, Jerry Jarrett, you know, they <clears throat> they would run their Memphis promotion out of that TV studio for years. And so many of the biggest names in the history of pro wrestling came through that studio. Same, you know, same thing we saw with Bill Watts, he did studio stuff. But, of course, the one that I used to watch a lot, so Georgia Championship Wrestling did it, I think Florida did it. But the one I would be able to see and get was the NWA. And, um, you know, you would see these promos by these great wrestlers and, and legends, like the Road Warriors or Manny Fernandez, <clears throat> the Four Horsemen, Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Koloff, you know, Sting, the young Sting, you know, Ronnie Garvin, you know. Terry Garvin, all these guys, you know, just the, the list goes on and on. I mean, Ivan Koloff, you know, uh, in, in Angles with Nikita. The, the, but you would see these guys <clears throat> cut these promos in these TV studios. And it wasn't in front of 10,000 people or 5,000 people or 20,000 people. It wasn't high def. It wasn't slick. It wasn't all this craziness production-wise with tons of money. It wasn't. It was simple. But the thing that you hear people say about today's wrestling, and we've heard this for about probably the past seven, eight years. <clears throat> oh, my God, these promos. Like, tonight's Raw. All right, Monday Night Raw. They'll start with a promo. People are going to bitch. That it's probably the first segment. It'll probably be a promo by somebody to set the table for the, the next three hours. So it'll be a promo, and it'll probably be a little long. And people, we've heard for years, complain. About not not just not just WWE. I remember when I was in TNA, that was a that was a big thing too. And people complaining about the long promos. Oh, I want to see action. Oh, I want to see this. I want to see that. I don't want to see someone talking this long. Go back and watch wrestling from years ago in those TV studios that I just mentioned, and watch the promos by some of those legends I just named. They were great promos, but they were long. And I was sitting there watching some old stuff. I'm like, wow, these are great promos. I was watching Dusty Rhodes, the late great Dusty, cut a great promo. But it was long in a TV studio in front of like 80 people, dude. It was crazy. And I'm like, wow. And it kept going. Other wrestlers, too. These long promos. 
week after week after week after week. No one complained back then. No one said those promos were long. Some would argue, well, those promos were really good. They were really good. I agree. Give me a Road Warrior promo, I'm in. I don't care what they're talking about. They can talk about a broom, and I'm going to listen. You know, same thing, Sting, like back in the day, Sting, when, when he was the, the Venice Beach guy, muscled up with the blonde flat top, his promos, he wasn't really known as a promo guy, but he was riveting. You'd watch Sting talk, and you want to keep watching him. He was a star. Ric Flair, pff, that goes without saying, the best. You watch those four horsemen promos, but, you know, and, and, and J.J. Dillon as the manager, and, and him cutting promos, I mean, just... Or, or, or how about Jim Cornette with the Midnight Express and Paul Heyman years later, a couple of years later, not too much later, but with the Dangerous Alliance, like in the studios and stuff when it was... So see, NWA then was the WCW, so they did World Championship Wrestling on the TBS Superstation at 6.05 p.m. Eastern. And it was still in that same studio where the NWA worked. I worked in that studio. That's right uh, in downtown Atlanta, right there. That's CNN, uh, TNN, CNN, JJN. BBN, ba ba ba, something like that. It's over there. I was over there. One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. I'll tell you this right now. Those promos that these cats were cutting were long, but they were really good, and they weren't written. They they were bullet points for these guys. I don't think there was writers. You know, there was bookers, guys like Dusty, was a booker. You know, was or or, or uh, you know Bill Watts or whoever or Jerry Lawler. You know, watch Jerry Lawler's promos from Memphis. In those TV studios in front of 60 people. Brother would go on and on. And they were great promos. But no one complained. No one said promos were too long back then. So that's something to ponder. But I know the answer. I know why no one complained. To me, it's simple. You might be listening to me right now. Watch me saying, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're a wrestling fan. Viking Rob. Right? I mean... Do you disagree? Agree with what I'm saying? No, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, I go back and watch some of those uh, some of those old promos. Also, the Space Mountain one with uh, yeah. Ric Flair is a famous one. Anything that Dusty Rhodes did in the NWA, or yeah. uh, as they transitioned into WCW. I mean, I always thought, um, you know, a Flair was the best, and 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 Dusty was my second favorite. But the Four Horsemen were great too. The way they would just huddle in the yeah. studio, oh, yeah. and they they'd have kind of a sense of invincibility <clears throat> about them. Absolutely. Now, so what I'm saying is. People might be wondering, because I'm saying this, it's something to think about. Like, not, not earth-shattering, but it's just something to sit around and think about for a sec. But why? Why weren't people complaining back then? Like they The did. last time I watched wrestling, I was six or seven. Argentino Apollo was on the ropes with his bare feet. Bobo Brazil had the cocoa butt. So, the thing is this. The thing is this. There was no platform for people. To complain, that's number one. And number two, it was not, you know, oversaturated like now. The business, unfortunately, there's so much online, on television, everywhere you look, on your phone, uh, on demand content, digital, this, bop, boom, 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 boom. So there's so much content out there. Unlike years ago, I remember when, uh, you know, as a young wrestler, and I'd watch the NWA. Or I'd watch WWF. You know, you had to wait a week. This is before Raw. You had to wait. You'd see one hour. Well, no, the, one sh- the NWA show was a little longer than an hour, I think. Um, I'm trying, I can't recall. But I know you had, it wasn't two hours. 
it was like maybe 90 minutes, whatever it was, or an hour. And you had to wait till the next week. There was no content online, on websites, verticals. It was not oversaturated. See, that's something that people take for granted now. And the younger generation of wrestling fans today, they don't know that because they didn't live then. How could, how could they know? It's not fair to them to say that, but it's a fact. So those little things, think about that. There was no platform either. You didn't have a Twitter account or an Instagram account or a Facebook account to go on there and bitch about it or to complain or to send a tweet to Vince McMahon. I mean, you, you can do that now. You can Obviously, send, I know Vince McMahon. You could send a tweet to whoever, you know, John Gaborik at TNA or Dixie Carter, you know, or Ring of Honor or Lucha Under. You could send a tweet to these people. I don't think Vince McMahon is going gonna, is gonna to answer you. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. I mean, I, I've known him a long time. I thought we don't hang out together, but I know him. I don't think he's going to answer you at all. But you can vent and get it off your chest. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. Actually, I, honestly, I, th- I think it's a bad thing. <laughs> so I, I, I think, you know, it was more fun, in my opinion, to sit as a fan and wait that week. It sucked at times. They'd have a storyline. They'd hook you. And if you liked it or disliked it, there was no one to tell except your buddies. There was nobody to tell. Now you go on your Twitter and you bury it. I thought Raw sucked. And to top it all off, now you can go on your podcast or your YouTube show and you could bury it. And what have you done to earn this podcast? What have you done to earn this YouTube show? No, no, no. Absolutely nothing. But that's the world we live in. So now you have those platforms to do that. To vent. Years ago, if you didn't like something, no one heard you. You were the tree that fell in the forest. That's what you were. Timber! Now it's a totally different animal. Now you can just attack for an anonymous social media account. I don't have any interest in wrestling, sorry. So it's very simple for you. But the thing is this. Those promos that those guys were cutting in those TV studios were great promos. They were great promos. They were long, but they were really, really great promos. Most of them, not every one of them. Most of them. They were. I mean, I'm talking, you talk about a guy like Matty Fernandez, one of the most underrated, not just talkers, but workers. The Raging Bull Matty Fernandez. Yo, my man was a badass. He could work, he could shoot, and he could talk. He was great. Underrated. He'd get in those studios and he'd cut a promo about someone. And, bro, you were paying attention. He believed it. You looked in his eyes. He believed it. You looked in Hawk's eyes of the Road Warriors. He cut a promo. He believed it. Ric Flair was talking you into the building. The Nature Boy was talking you into the Dusty Rhodes, one of the best of all times. Ain't no doubt about it. Nikita Koloff had the accent gimmick he was working, right? But yet he... He'd talk you into the building because he believed what he was saying. He believed he was the Russian nightmare. He believed in the sickle. He believed in the whole gimmick. And it was great. Gary Hart managed the great Muda. Gary Hart, one of the best talkers of all time. I think Seth has just got done reading his book. <laughs> Inside Joke Jones. Those that are longtime fans of the uh, Taz Show and the human podcast, you get the joke. Those that. Well, then screw you. How about that?
endearing myself to the audience again, the new viewers and listeners. Hey, do you know Taz, by the way? But here's the thing. Those promos were great promos, and they were long, long, without this gigantic audience around them. But they kept the people. What does that mean, they kept the people? That means while they were talking, you weren't going to the bathroom. You weren't going to get a soda or a beer. You were paying attention. They kept the people. And one of the main reasons, is not just because they were excellent promos, it's, it's that those guys believed in what they were saying. There was no writers writing for them. It was their mind. They got bullet points from the booker, and they talked. And you didn't get the privilege of having a microphone if you weren't good enough to talk. So they believed in those guys that they gave the opportunity to. And when those guys talked, they believed it. <clears throat> they looked in the lens of the camera, and they effing believed it. I hate to knock the guys today and, and stereotype them all because that's unfair, and I'm not going to do that. But a lot of these younger folks today that are in the business, I feel like when I watch them talk, they, they don't believe it. They're, they're playing wrestler. They want to believe it. They have the ability, a lot of them. But it's micromanaged. That's part of the problem. That's not the wrestler's fault. That's not these young guys and girls' fault. It's not. <clears throat> it's the way the business and the TV end of wrestling is structured today. <laughs> Excuse me. It's completely different than the way it was back in the day. Now, for business, for money, for, for big business, the way TV wrestling is done today is better. Hence why the business is still around. And Vince McMahon's the guy. He's the forefront of that. He evolved. Vince evolved. He got Obviously, it. I know Vince McMahon. He got it. He evolved, and he got it. He got it right away. And he changed over time, spent money, changed the structure, and that's why the business is still cooking. I, I'm being honest. I, I, obviously, we know WWE. They're, they're my new friends. I'm, I'm tight with them again. We, we know that. Yes. So I'm going to put them over now. Any chance I get, you know that. Taz don't knock WWE no more. That's right. <laughs> I love them. They love me. We're friends. It's a big party. <laughs> Damn right. That's how it is. Don't you dare say something about my friends at the WWE. I will shut you down. Damn right. Kind of kidding. But listen, the thing is, the business has changed. But I look at those promos and I listen to those guys. You go on the WWE Network or go on YouTube, go wherever you want. You can find this stuff. Yo, it's crazy how long some of these promos were. And the matches, the wrestling matches, most of what, what for those TV, TV shows, they were squash matches. They were underneath talent, doing jobs to name talent. So it was like the matches, the matches were not competitive. They were lopsided Jones. You were going to say something? No, no, no. Um, I was watching WWE Network over the weekend. I was watching Saturday night's main event from about 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. And they basically, uh, they had the matches, but before the matches, they sent Sean Mooney, the face commentator, back to interview. Hold on, excuse me. I couldn't help but you just said the face. What does that mean? I meant the baby face. Oh, the good guy. The good guy, yes. Okay. Well, you know, using inside terms, like, that's very, that's locker room chatter. I, uh, I just, that's not, that's not, I shouldn't have said oh, that. Oh, I know. Uh, okay. The good guy, yeah. a commentator, would interview, let's say, Hulk Hogan, and then right. they'd send Jesse Ventura, who was playing the 
heel commentator. Bad guy. The bad guy. Right, right. And he would interview, let's say, Rick Rude, and mm-hmm. then they'd go and have a match. So it was basically a 60-second promo. Let's go to the other locker room, 60-second promo, right. and then they'd both go to the ring. It was kind of like, yeah. like, like cookie-cutter stuff. Simple. Every single right. match was right. the same way, Taz. But it worked. Yep. It worked for well, them. Well, that for was them. my point. Yeah, right. no, you're, right. But you're right. It's a good observation. because it wor- But it worked for them back then. and It was, wor- per- it was perfect. Because it was count, uh, point. I'm sorry, point counterpoint. Yep. You know that's what it was, and 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 that were point counterpoint. Let's go fight. I mean, that's that, exactly what the whole show yeah. was. And and you know what, it worked for them. Now, I think some fans, if it went back to that, would probably love it. I do. I do think some of the younger generation, which let's be frank, that's where the money is. The money's in the younger generation. These wrestling companies know that. The, that's where the money is. The money's in the younger generation. And I don't think the young... I, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't think the younger generation wants to see a bunch of underneath matches that's not going to keep a rating and, and you know, guys getting squashed and stuff like that. I don't think they want to see that. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I believe in that. I think, look, doing those type of matches where guys were doing jobs and it was lopsided... We, we, we saw two stars made from that process very simply. One is Braun Strowman. Obviously, he was the guy on top. But then look at Ellsworth. Ellsworth was in the gimmick to get squashed. And, and Vince McMahon and company saw something in him, in him getting squashed, and said, we could do something with this guy. And next you know, I think the guy just signed a deal. And he's a guy now that's a pretty important character on SmackDown. And that all happened through squash matching. Now, it's a big difference doing that for three hours. Or being Barry Horowitz, per se. And just, what do you mean? Well, he, he jobbed every match. I mean, he excuse me, he lost every match, right? You can't help yourself with the inside no. Dave Meltzer terms. You just no. can't help yourself. I can't. No. Yeah, that's good. That's going to help your future here on the Taz Show. I'll tell you that right now. That um, yeah. Oh, it's going to help you a lot. Yeah. So, so the thing is... Um, yeah, what are you talking about, Barry Horowitz? What, what's your point on this? Well, you, well, you were just saying how these guys come in the ring and, and they basically it's a squash match and he... Basically, every match he had was a squash match. No, but he was a star. Right. Well, so it's... it's. I'm just no, comparing... But that's, a, to... that's a different example, though. That's okay. a, Barry Horowitz is a different... No, no, I'm serious. Even back then, Barry Horowitz was a guy who, A, could work. Right. B, had nothing but loads of charisma and personality. And C, the, the WWF at that time, Vince McMahon Jr., this Vince, let Barry show that with the hand-slapping thing. He was not just some... You know, people talk about... That I got trained by Johnny Rods. I've heard them say, oh, Johnny Rods. Yeah, the unpredictable Johnny Rods. Oh, he was a job guy. Oh, really? Okay. He never won. Hmm. Do people even know, like, <laughs> how respected he is and was by the WWE and the wrestlers? Ex Hulk Hogan about Johnny Rods. Okay. And <laughs> ask him about, ask some of those guys back in the day how dangerous Johnny was. Guys would get in the ring with Johnny and say, don't hurt me, brother. Guys that were beating Johnny in four minutes. Johnny was respected. He was the main guy to get in there. Guys like him, guys like Jose Estrada, guys like Jose uh, Luis Rivera, all these type guys, Mike Sharp, all these guys, they were stars in essence. The Polish hammer, right? Ivan Putzky. Well, he was, he was getting a push. That's, not, that's a different example. That's, you're just naming guys from that era. That's a Booker moment. Booker! That's what that was. I'm talking about guys that were not getting the big push gotcha. back then. Ivan Putsky was getting a monster push. He wasn't doing jobs. 
The guys I'm naming were doing jobs, but they were stars. They were. So much a guy like Johnny Rods, I mean, he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that, but he is. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so it's like, the, guys like Horowitz, he was a star. He was a star. He was. He, he, okay, he wasn't as big a star as, as the Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan, you know, or, or Randy Savage, you know. I, I, I got it. I know that. I get it. But he was a star, so I don't think that's a good example. Ellsworth's a different example. He was brought in to just get squashed. And something clicked for Vince and company, and boom, star was born. Where Lightning Kid, one, two, three kids, Sean Waltman, my man, my boy, okay, X Pac became a massive star in our business. He was brought in to wrestle Razor Ramon and beat him. That wasn't an accident. They they knew there was something in him. Because I remember during that time, I was working on the before they were called Indies, what what X Pac. And we were friends. And you know, and We'd work a lot of these shows together. Myself, him, Chris Candido, Sabu, Van Dam. You know, before ECW, before all that. You know, uh, Malenko, uh, both Malenkos, Joe and Dean. You know, uh, uh, we, we, we were all doing a whole run. Jericho, you know what I mean? Uh, Benoit, all of us. And all over, spread out all over the country and the world. And uh, there was a clique of us that we weren't like all best friends, but we respected each other. <clears throat> well, X-Pac was a guy that I know, WWE, you know... <laughs> WWF at that time, they, they, they wanted him. I know when they called him because he called me. Because we used to talk all the time, me and Sean. Because we were frustrated, both of us, very frustrated that we weren't getting that chance. And then he got the call and he said, bro, I, he calls me up. On a hard line, by the way, there was no cell phones back then. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you're not going to believe this. And he told me. I'm like, oh my God, I was so happy for him. He was so excited, Sean Waltman. And I was so happy for him. I said, dude, that's awesome. You're going to kill it. You're going to knock it out of the park. And he did. You know? And then he tells me, don't worry. You're going to get it. You're going to make it. You're going to do it. I'm like, ah, well, we'll see. You know, uh, uh, during that time, guys were making it. And if your friends made it, you were happy for them. And made it mean you got called by the NWA. Or you got called by the AWA. Or you got called by the WWF. Or you got called by New Japan or All Japan. That means you made it. Or you got called by, by the hearts up in Canada. That's or world class in Texas. That's how far I'm going back. My generation, when you got called by them to work full time, you made it. So it was like, you know, you were jealous for your friends, but happy for them at the same time. I was jealous of Sean <laughs> of X Pac. I was. And back then he was Lightning Kid. And um I was jealous of him, but I was happy for him. I, you know, and I told him, God, I want to kill you. I'm so jealous. So he le- you know, I was because I'm competitive, but I, I was happy for him. I was because he deserved it. He earned it. And obviously he had a great career. So, you know, he came in to win and beat Razor and shock everyone. That's the gimmick. So that's different than like an Ellsworth. And that's what I'm saying about squash matches where, you know, We've seen it with Nia Jax. Is that something that's coming back on the rise? I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to break here. On the other side of break, I'm going to keep talking about this. I have a lot to say about it. I'm intrigued about that, the way wrestling was back in the day compared to now. So this is the Taz Show. We'll be right back on the side of break. Sit tight. Monday edition. Don't go nowhere. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Oh, man, what the apple? 
sorry. We're back. Yeah. It's a Monday edition, guys. One hour down, one hour to go. Oh, looks like the, uh, well, I'm going to continue talking. I'm going to give you a raw preview in a little bit. Do Facebook Live in 30 minutes. It seems like there's, uh, we're doing pretty good on the social media in this particular episode of the Taz Show, and which is a nice thing to start off the week because of my lovely audience, and I'd like to kind of explain that through a soundbite. Taz is trending. Oh, groovy, baby. Taz is trending again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are welcome that I am so talented and successful. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome for that. And thank you. Yes, it's all because of me. As you know, when we trend, it's because of me, not because of you. It's, that's it. Bottom line. Because I am over like Rover and you are not. And I think we're having a problem with the phone lines, by the way. That's a whole other story. So, and that's fine. Because I don't think anyone wants to talk to me. But you want to trend. You want to talk about it on the social media. That's what you want to do. And because I buried everyone that has any kind of an opinion that's negative towards wrestling, I buried you guys on, on here. So you have to show trending. Thank you for that. That's so kind. That's so nice. Yes. No, look, all kidding aside, thank you for getting the show trending. I appreciate that. It's because of you guys, not me. You know, I like to bust balls, joke around Jones. You know, that's my gimmick. You got to close the door, Sean. I'm cursing over here. You got people walking by going to work on Monday, and I'm cutting promos. I'm saying balls. Excuse me. Sorry. I got a little gas. So I was talking to you about, about the uh, whole thing, that the difference from back in the day with the promos, the wrestling promos. How do any studios cut these long promos? Could you imagine today? I would love today to see, and if anyone does it on a smaller scale like Independence, I apologize if they're doing it and I don't know about it, then that's my bad, but smart me up. But maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. I would love to see studio wrestling come back. TV shows done in the studio in front of 50, 60 people. I've done it, folks. It's not easy. You know why it's not easy? It's the ultimate in, uh, you know, that, 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 what's the word? Intimacy. It's the ultimate in being intimate with your audience as a performer. You are in the ring doing your thing with your opponent <laughs> and people are right on top of the ring. Now, we see this with some smaller wrestling companies. They're in smaller buildings. I mean, that was the thing with ECW. We were working in the ECW arena in some smaller buildings. It was very intimate. It wasn't a studio, a TV station studio. You put a ring in it, you're taking up a lot of room. 16 by 16 is usually a studio ring. 16 feet by 16 feet. So now you take now the WWE ring that you watch tonight on Raw is a 20 by 20. Okay, it's a lot bigger. They, well, you figure out it's two feet bigger. No, it's more than two feet. Do the math, kids. Do the math. It's not two feet. If you think it's two feet, you are a flaming schmuck. Yes. Okay. I know numbers. I know math. I know trig. I know geo. You know what geo is? Geometry? Yes. I don't give a damn. I know my stuff. And it's more than two feet. If you got a 16 by 16 ring, and then you bring in a 20 by 20 ring, do you happen to know the difference? That is, I can't hear you. I believe 16 feet. What? 16 feet, right? So it's four by four. So it'll be 16 feet. Two times two times two times two is 10. 
You say 16 feet? 16, So you're saying if I got a 20 by 20 ring and then I cut off two feet out of each corner, how much did I cut off? Well, you've cut off eight feet, but isn't it square feet? So it's four by four is... You are correct, sir. Oh, oh come on, please. Wow. Get the... Come on. Wow. Jesus. So anyway, yeah, when you have a studio... By the way, someone just tweeted me something very funny. Wayne Edge at Oasis 1711. Is this your car? And it's a, a UK license plate. It's a Volkswagen, I say. K2 Nub. <laughs> <laughs> K2 Nub! <laughs> I love it. It's retweetable. So, um, are you right on your math? Yes. I don't think you are. To be I think I am. I, I, you know, I shouldn't have said that I'm a geo and a trig major, uh, a master, because I'm not. But all I know is this much: I've wrestled in studios, and I know the ring is 16 foot by 16 foot. And I can tell you, it's it takes up a lot of space in a studio. And the thing is, um, it's intimate, and that's the thing with the studio wrestling. I'd love to see it come back because honestly, we're gonna decide to have fun with some stuff here. But on a shoot here, uh, the thing is, like, it makes you a better wrestler. When you get an opportunity to wrestle in the intimate setting, it makes you a better wrestler. Speaking of nubs, this is nub-worthy. Penn Jones. Might want to write stuff, genius. So, yeah, no disrespect. Uh, yeah, so, so the thing is... Uh, I'm going to kick your ass! When you, have, when you have a wrestler and you put him in the ring and he's young, in a sea of humanity, as the cliche goes, and you put him in this big stadium or this big arena yeah it's awe-inspiring it's pressure it is there's a lot of people live in the building watch you that's not easy i've been there it's not but when you are really honing your craft and learning or every week want to put the pressure on someone put them in that small studio or a smaller building that intimate feel where the audience is on top of you it's a lot harder the studio gimmick is not easy. As far as in-ring wrestling, it's not. And as far as uh, uh, your, your promos, that's even harder. Because when there's hecklers, you hear them loud and clear. You hear them. They're all over you. But back then, there wasn't a lot of hecklers because people respected the business in a different way. There was no hardcore fans. There was no smart fans. There was no guys like you running around saying face and sheets, and, and gimmick, and schnabitz, and kayfabe, and all these other words that you use. Right? There was no people like you doing that. No. But now, people like yourself. By the way, I couldn't help but notice, you have a headset on top of a headset. That's correct. Can you please move your mic out of the way for one second, sir? sir. Can we go uh, uh, one shot full here on this here, Brian, please? There you go. Thank you, buddy. Can we zoom in? No, the other ear. You have, no, you just look straight ahead, sir, please. It's hard enough to watch you. No disrespect. So we have a headset on a headset. Okay, you can bring your mic back in. I, I, I find that disturbing. I don't think the guy that used to be on the show. Buy a hat. Used to do that. No, he didn't. This is a one-time deal because <laughs> my my uh, my earbuds were left in the vehicle. Oh, interesting. No one cares. Okay, so anyway, here's the thing. Oh, wait, so you left, hold on. We just said you left your earbuds in your car? Mm-hmm. Wow. That just runs consistent with your deal. So that's like a fireman 
leaving his holes in his car? No, not necessarily, because when I got to the fire, there's other hoses here for me to use. Oh, there's a lot of hoses. Oh, there's hoses here, all right. Oh, there's a plethora of hoses. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's nothing but hoses here. Oh, there's hoses. A lot of hoses. Lots of hoses. I digress. So, like I was saying, when you wrestle in that intimate setting and you're in a ring, in a studio, and, and now or you're cutting a promo, it's a lot harder. That makes the wrestler become a better wrestler, a better performer. He or she now has the gun to the head in front of a small amount of people. It's a lot harder. Ask any stand-up comic. They'll tell you straight true. Okay, it's better it's to perform in front of a bunch of people, not because of money. It's easier than performing in front of a little you know, crowd of like you know, 30 people and half of them are bombed. And they're heckling you because you hear the heckler. And then the heckler can throw you off. But back in the day, like the studio wrestling, during the Mid-South and uh, NWA and all that jazz in Memphis, there was no heckling. You hear some people say, I love me the king. Yeah, King Lawler. King Lawler. Yeah. You'd hear that. Sure. Oh, Sonata, you heathen. You a heathen. Because that would, that, they were drawing heat. They had real heat. The fans weren't as smart to the business. It was great. Studio gimmick, it's a lost art. It is. I just think it's something that, to me, uh, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome topic. It's something I have interest in because I've done a little bit of it. Not a ton, but I've done a little bit early in my career. And I know it was hard as hell. It was. It's like people talk about radio, right? So people, anybody that's done TV that's been successful, they always think, no, I'll just do I'll do radio. Not here. They think radio is easy. See, radio's not easy. In essence, radio is a lot harder because you have nothing to play off of. See, with TV, you're playing off of something. When you let's say in the wrestling business, you're playing off of a match if you're a commentator. Or if you're a wrestler, you're cutting a promo about said heel opponent or babyface opponent. Or as you say, face and heel, the words you use. Those inside words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can bite your tongue all you want. No, I'm not biting I my tongue. I actually hope you bite your tongue and swallow it. That's that, I think that'd be awesome. People have been taking quotes of mine during the show and tweeting them. That's going to be something I think that someone's going to put in quotations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. And I will tag you. Fair enough. I will tag you. I know you're biting your tongue. Don't say it. Say it. What do you want to say? Nothing. Say what you want to say. No, I'm sitting here listening to to uh, to you, Taz. Say it. Stop. Say what you want to say. Taz is still trending. Oh, trending. Still trending. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome to. So, uh, look, Cyber Monday is the number one trend, and the Taz shows right under it. Oh. <laughs> and they thought I was just a jobber. Oh, yeah. That's why the WWE loves me. My new friends. Oh, yeah. My new buddies. They love me. Say what you want to say, dude. There's nothing. If you, you don't agree with what I'm saying, you want to say something. I can tell. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm being serious. 
It, radio is very difficult, though. It is hard. People would, don't realize would, that. The bottom line is, when we did the, when we went to do the special a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's different than what we do here. And 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 people, I'm sure people don't realize that, but people just think we come in here and turn on mics and things like that. There's a there's a there's a whole process that goes into doing a radio show. You can't just come in here and be like, oh, so uh, what's in the news? Yeah, yep, that's not the way it goes. But this show also, there's it's a two bagger. There's is an element of video here, so you know that too. You know, right? Is is another a, a very important element to the show. So, but, but point is though, people in TV sometimes think that you know. Uh, well, tell me what you were telling me off air, Taz, about how you uh, I was praising that we got out on time and everything going to breaks and stuff like that. You could talk about that a little bit about going, again? about going to breaks and things like that. You got to be out oh, on yeah, time yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. you know, we were talking well, off you, air. You were say, I, I was I was hitting the brakes right. like on spot, right? Literally by uh, on the second that we needed to go to break, you know, and it's give or take, you know, the the, the brakes aren't uh, automated, so Right, right. But um, you did a great job for the first but two. But I said to you I could hit that every single time. Correct. And you, I can. Correct. And Video Brian knows that. And yes. if 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 Tom is still here, buy a hat. He could tell you. Anytime I want. Am I bragging? Yes, absolutely. That's what I do. I brag. I don't give a damn. But I'm shooting too, because I will hit the break right on the zeros, in this not, not zeros the thirty mm-hmm. in this segment. I can do it every time because in TV, this is what I was telling you offline. Right. In the TV business, you have no choice. That's the only. That's the only spot for me. Where TV was a lot, uh, and TV wrestling is a lot harder because you have to hit <laughs> your cues on time. And as a wrestler, it's even harder because there's no clock in front of you. You have a built in clock in your brain when you wrestle enough on television that you know when the ref gives you a cue, it's time to wrap it off. When a guy says, I got two minutes left, those two minutes, you could almost see a clock as you're wrestling. The guys that are really experienced, guys and girls, that are used to being in big spots on television as wrestlers know how to hit those cues. And pretty much, you know, to a second or two, off a second or two. So in radio, for me, it's a little looser with breaks. That part was easy, but everything else is harder. And, and, and it's the same, my point is, like, you would think it's easier to wrestle in a ring in a studio as opposed to a big stadium or a big arena with a bunch of people. It's not. It's more intimate. And which segue to me talking about radio, because radio's more intimate. Radio is you and a microphone. And everybody, not everybody, that's exaggerating. I'm stereotyping a lot of people. Most of the people I know in the wrestling business, they all think they could do radio. Is that right? They really do. <laughs> a lot of the cats I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And then they try it. So when you tell them, hey, I got the Taz show and everything, and you're talking with wrestlers, oh, yeah, I could do what you do. No, no one talks to me. Yes. Uh, they, they don't like me. So oh. I, don't, I haven't talked to anyone in years. The last time I talked to them was at the, uh, the WWE thing we did for the ECW that's on the network now with me, Heyman, and the Dudleys and Dreamer, and they basically roasted me. They hey, do you know Taz, by the way? They buried me on there. They buried me. <laughs> They roasted me. Yeah, it was all about that I needed rides everywhere. And I got buried. No, I'm joking. I had fun. That, people are like, oh, that should be called the Taz Roast. It was fun. That's what made it fun because if that's how we are. You know, I haven't talked to those guys in a long time, like, it, as a whole. You know, I haven't. And, and I probably won't talk to them again. I, maybe in a text or a phone call. Bubba's the only guy I talk to once in a while, to be honest. Heyman, I talk to once in a while. Text. Dreamer, I really hardly ever talk to. And Devon, I only when I see him. I don't really talk to Devon. I love him. I love all those guys. 
but I don't know what brought me into this topic. Why was I talking about this? Because everybody thinks they could do radio while you're here doing a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but um, I'm saying is, so someone could do a podcast once a week for one hour, and some may think, oh, I could do radio. Okay, give it a shot. <laughs> Big difference. So, so it's a lot harder than people think, and it's a hard business to get into. But I don't want to get off topic. So the topic was about TV studio wrestling. And I want you guys, when this show ends today, my show, think about it. Go on the network uh, or go on YouTube, whatever, wherever you watch your old wrestling content, and check out and watch those guys, how they work. Now, the key is when you are wrestling in a studio, you have to really be physical. If you watch some of those matches with some of those guys, just say in the NWA, you watch Ronnie Garvin work, okay? You watch him work. Watch how physical he is with some of those underneath guys, some of those job guys. Not just Ronnie, but a lot of those guys. You have to be guys. Same reason why I was like that in ECW for all those years and other promotions like Smoky Mountain and stuff like that. It had to be real physical. Memphis, all of them. Canada, all, I'm telling you, it has to be physical because it's a small building. And people are on top of the ring and they were doing something back then called protecting the business. For those of you who know what I mean when I say that, you know what I mean. For those that don't, I'm sorry. You could ask Rob because he knows all the inside terms on the business. So, so, so there's something called protecting the business. You know what that means? No. And you're, even if I did, I wouldn't say you're it. You're a liar. You you think you know what it means? No, 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 no! Don't be coward, Jones. What does it mean? I don't know. Oh man. I don't. I'm sorry. <sighs> Kevin Timmons on the Twitter. He said, "Well." Viking didn't let us down. Came to work unprepared, Jones. Tisk tisk. They love you, buddy. They do. <laughs> it's one of the TWO's birthday today, by the way. Oh boy. Go ahead. The floor is your, it's your show. Well, no, it's not my show, but the Kingsman. I don't who, do. Who I love the Kingsman every, every day. It's I his love birthday the today. So. I don't do birthdays here. Okay. So you're like Jehovah's Witness. Guy. No, the stop with the religion stuff. Stop with the with the stop. People don't like you already. Stop trying to be Edgy Jones. I'll throw you right out. I will throw you out of here. Jehovah's Witness. Listen to me. I don't do the birthdays because birthdays have little kids. Fair so enough. if you paid attention to the show before you came on the show, you would know that's a big pet peeve of mine. This is my show, my world. You better get your pen and write it, sir. I'm going to write that down. No. Birthdays. Birthday. Present. It's for little kids. You're under 10 years old. You don't need nothing. Gift. From Taz. Right, exactly. No one cares. Got it. You think you're funny? No. Mm -hmm. Lewis Parcher's on the Twitter said, I trained in a 20 by 20 ring, he means, in Calgary. Blows you up running the ropes compared to a 16 footer. He's right about that. 20 by 20 ring, the, the ropes are taller and it's a much bigger ring, and you definitely can get much more exhausted, blown up as he means, tired, physically exhausted. When you're running the ropes for training. He's talking about for cardio. That's something you need. You need to get in the ring because you think you know the business so well. Hardcore Mark Fan Jones. Oh, yeah, inside terms. No, no, I'm not kidding you. You need to be in put in the ring. And you need to run the ropes this way and this way. Just run that way, 
Come to the middle, run the other way, misdirection Jones. Back and forth. You need to do that 10 times. Okay. 10 times. You will fall down. Your heart will come out of your anus. And it will make a noise that is just like a really bad farting type of excrement. Like just a... It just ooze out of you. Your heart. And you, you just vomit. It would be bad. I'm just telling you. That's what you need. Because that's how you get. That's how you end up respecting the business. Okay. Yeah. I I could definitely use that. I could definitely use more cardio. No, no, I don't care about your health. Well, that's fair too. Okay, I don't care about if you're heavy, light, whatever you are. That's none of my business. I care about people respecting the business, getting the ring, and run the ropes ten times. And I want to be there with a whistle, <laughs> like Fonzie. I want to be there with a whistle, blowing the whistle, chasing you. And then when you fall on the ground and you can't breathe, then I take my foot and I just, that's how I get sometimes. I don't think I want to see that side of you. I get nuts. Different guy in the ring. Different guy. Different guy. Different guy. Not as nice as I am here. Well, the one thing I do is respect everything you've done in the ring. So suck up Jones over here. No, disingenuous Jones. That's what you are. (laughs) Not there. Inside terms, you know. Telling you right now, you get in the ring in the studio and you wrestle. It is a lot harder, guys. Trust me. Are the lights more difficult, Taz? Like, what would you say in the studio? Like, because because everything's kind of so. You don't condensed? pay attention. It's a good question. You don't pay attention to the light. It is a different lighting grid and lighting system for sure. It's a totally different. The lighting's not conducive for wrestling. It's for, for to do a TV show. It's to do a news. They're usually news stations. That's what Memphis was. They did the news out of there. Whatever channel it was, folks in Memphis or that area know what I'm talking about. They do the news, then they throw a ring in there on a Saturday morning. Let's do some wrestling. They're, they're massive success, Lawler and Jarrett there. Every big star, as I said, in the business, just about, has been through those, those doors. At least once. Including the holster. But my point is, it, it's, it's a lot harder. It started off by talking about those promos are a lot long, they were long, and they kept the people. Of course, those guys meant what they were saying, and it wasn't written for them, and it wasn't, they weren't trying to be funny. There were no inside terms. They were shooting. They believed what they were saying. So it was better for a lot of reasons. You know, one, those guys were legends for sure. Two, is like I talked about, the oversaturation today. So it's unfair to these wrestlers today, these men and women, because there's so much has been done already. How can they be original? How? You got American Alpha. These guys, they're coming out, they're dressed like the Steiners. You have the commentator saying that they love the Steiners. And then they're stealing all of my suplexes and the Steiners suplexes. <laughs> That's what American Alpha is. And they also kind of remind you of Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. Not to be confused with Benjamin Shelton. Inside Joe Jones. Those who get it, get it. You don't get it because you didn't pay attention to the show until you got here. So anyway. Where is today? Like, where where are the guys and girls today? It's like it's unfair to them in a way because so much has been done. It's tough to be original. I'm not knocking American Alpha. I'm being honest. They were inspired by guys who were suplexers or guys like the Starners for the singlets they wear. They're wearing throwback Lycra spandex with patterns on it that guys wore back in, in, in the late 80s or mid-90s. Only because, why are you laughing? Because I'm just thinking of all the guys who were who, who yeah, are wearing those yeah. uh, those outfits. Please don't laugh when I talk. Sure. Actually, please don't talk when I talk. 
actually, please leave. Yes. Okay, so anyway, no, my point is, the thing is this. I'm not knocking out Alpha. I'm just saying there's so much has been done. These younger cats, and these, they just, it's tough to be original. It's awesome to be inspired by someone, but so much has been done. Back in the day, during those studio times and all that stuff, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. You could be a little original because the business wasn't oversaturated. You know what I mean? That's a big thing that people need to realize. All right, I'm going to break. Other side of break, we will uh, be on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. I will give you that much-anticipated raw preview, I promised you. And uh, also, uh, we'll try to interact with some of you guys on the Facebook. I'm not going to recap the whole show for you guys on Facebook. I know you guys don't watch the front end of the show. You want it all done in your Facebook. That's not how we're doing it. Uh Uh-uh, sorry. Taz Show, be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, yeah, I had this thing going on. Fourth quarter city, by the way, Monday edition. This thing going on on the weekend freaked me out a little bit. From like Friday, Saturday, and yesterday, my ear, my right ear, I was like, no one, you're not. Like the pool or the beach, or you're flying, get that pressure in your ear where you take the water out of your ear and feel like you can't hear, like, you know, your ear is muffled or clogged, I guess word. I had that for three days. I got kind of some kind of sinus thing going on, but I was slightly concerned. Now it's finally clearing up. My ear, I can hear out of it. I know you guys are very concerned about my health and well-being. I know that. But I was concerned because, like, I do this for a living, and for years I've worn a headset as a TV announcer, WWE, and TNA, and I've always had headsets on where there's blasting sounds in my head. And a lot of people don't realize a lot of radio personalities and TV broadcasting personalities are hard of hearing as they get older. They do lose their hearing because you keep having these loud noises in your headset or earbuds for years. And that's kind of my view. Besides the fact, this ear, I think I broke my eardrum like two or three times. Wrestling, you know, just from hits. And this one I broke once. So I'm like, whoa, I know I got an issue already with that ear because I've broken the eardrum. Um, got kicked in the head a couple times, but I'm like, damn. And, th- and I'm doing, you know, my whole broadcasting gimmick. And then I do this show, Streaming and Screaming all the time. Uh, I, you know, am I, am I deaf? I'm worried. I'm, I'm, I lose my hearing. That's how I was worried, you know. But I don't think so. I think it was more of a sinus thing. As you guys know, I was a little nasal Jones last week. Daz is still trending. Oh, no, no, no. He's still trending. Here he is. Trending, trending. Hey, you talk about ear problems and wax buildup in the ear. That'll get you trending. Check it out right now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So, my ear is, uh, yeah, I, I can hear better now. You guys didn't know about this, but there was a slight concern. I thought I had to go to Acupuncture uh, Jones on, uh, I'm going Friday, I got the, later on, I got a late late edition, uh, uh, I got a late, uh, what do you call it, appointment. And I'm like, oh no, do I got to get this guy stick friggin' pins in my ear now? That's all I need. This guy's sticking me in my ear with it. Ah, just sit tight there, buddy. Pin cushion Petey, come up. Ah! Just put a friggin' uh, pain management. That's what they call it. 
I got the knee issue. He does pain management. He takes these giant, huge needles. They're bigger than the little ones he puts in my neck and spine and ass area. Tell him I got a shoulder issue. He's putting pins in my ass. What's that about? You're good. Don't move. What? Move. Why are you pinching my ass? Stop it. That tickles. You're making me laugh. Ah. Why are you yelling? Stop. Oh, jeez. That's all I need is my ear. That he's got to stick pins in my ear. Okay, I don't think I'm going to talk about this anymore. But anyway, I want to let you guys know what's going on. Oh, oh Yvay. I think I'm good now, though. Are we on uh, Facebook Live? I think we are. Let me uh, give me a second. Let me check this out. Can't hear you. Hold on. You'll get it right after one of these weeks. Uh, are we on there? Oh. Looks like we're on the Facebook Live. So now I can update everyone on the past 90 minutes of what happened. Yep, all of the job is on Facebook. They want to know, what'd you talk about, Taz? You know what? There's something called AOD or POD. Not POD, that's a band. Or VOD. POD, what am I talking about? Hello, everyone on Facebook. Stop giving me the thumbs up. Seeing everybody talk to me. Jim Malagarito said, dial up Jones. I don't know what that means. It was funny. Jeopardy Jones, John Murr. Murr. The chairman. Ha ha, Jones. Ha ha! So anyway. I thought maybe I had a wax build-up deal. I'm going to tell you, before I get into this raw preview, I had a wax. Did you ever have waxing here? 100%. I had to go to the doctor to get it removed. Dude, okay. I want to make sure they did to you what they did to me. Okay. Now... How they do the process? Okay, so give me a, a hint. They we drip some stuff yes. in my the liquid. So Jones. you know what I'm talking about? Oh my about. god! It's yeah, horrible. I had this. Stu- it's terrible. People don't realize how they pour this crap in your friggin' ear hole, mm-hmm. and then it's like this. It, ju- it loosens it up. It right? oozes this. Just this. It looks like stuffing, like turkey. Like Thanksgiving time. Like stuffing coming out of your ears. Yes. And yeah. it smells like ass. Oh, the worst. Smells like ass. <laughs> I, I don't want to be Rub rude. dirt in my ass, Nick. It just does. It comes out. Ah. And now you're like, oh. you're like up chucking in your own mouth. And the doc's like, just stay still. Stay still. Part of my brain is in what you're stuffing in, my, in your hand, sir. <laughs> what are you holding in your hand? It's your wax. Your wax of your head. What are we doing? How is it? And you would get, and then what happened to me? I got lightheaded. I lost my no, I'm not my equilibrium uh, because I don't know if they took too much juice out of my brain. I don't know what happened, bro. But did I, they take the big silver tool yes. then? After? Yeah, they took the big boy out, dude. Yeah. Not good. No, it's not a it's, fun it's thing. It's a weird feeling when the doctor says, "Don't worry, this is easy." Yeah, when they, right. <laughs> when they tell you it's easy, you are effed. Wax Jones. Ryan Jones, if that is a real name on Facebook, said up chucking Jones. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, Eddie Moskowitz, big fan of uh, the Vikings, says uh, bring back the captain. Buy a hat. Bunch of exclamation points, too. They love you. They love you. How do you think you're working out here on the show? Fan of Midland? Uh, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best. Uh, I'd say 16 by 16, like the ring. <laughs> no answer, Jones. Okay, I see what's going on there. Uncomfortable city. Okay. I don't feel it's uncomfortable. It's okay. So I said I was going to give you guys a raw preview. So I will give that raw preview. They're in Charlotte. So you got, they're in Charlotte. And uh, Charlotte Flair, I would assume, is going to have a big part of the show. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the Raw's women title. 
I don't think you got to be a rocket scientist to figure out, and I didn't hear this from anyone, but I bet Dallas the Donuts that the Nature Boy Ric Flair somehow, someway is around on this show tonight, which I think will be cool. So I guess Nature would be involved somehow, maybe in a babyface role, maybe. Maybe he turns on his daughter, maybe something. Who knows? To keep heat on Charlotte, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off. Maybe he's not there. Maybe they want to keep Rick away from Charlotte so Charlotte could just woo her way to the top on her own. Could be. Don't really know. But I know it's intriguing because uh, Nature Boy's on it. You know, people love the Nature, and we'll see if he's there. You got Gallows and Anderson versus New Day for the Raw Tag Team titles. It ain't happening. It's too far away. We talked about this last week. I mean, I did. I discussed it at length. The demolition gimmick. That's for the next, when do we say it was? I don't remember. It's uh, December 13th is when they can break the record. Yes. So December 12th version of uh, the uh, episode of Raw would be when they'd lose it. December 12th is a Monday? Correct. So if they lost it December 12th, they would not break the record. Mm-hmm. But if they won it that night, right. the following week, there'd be a big celebration. Right. So and everything. 487 days is the record held by Demolition. Okay, so to your point, they would break it. They would have to break it on Tuesday, well, December thirteenth. Correct, yeah. and Raw's on obviously. But why the, couldn't the they break before. it on? Well, lose it on on December twelfth, Monday. They, they, they couldn't. That means that they would not break the record if they lost it. Whew. Wow. When I talk to you, I get more confused. Do you ever, anybody ever tell you that? <laughs> My mom all the time. So anyway, so uh, so that's the deal on uh, so that's it on the raw preview. That's 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 what they posted. Yeah, that was it. Can you please GTS this and do some work around here, for God's sakes? I got to talk to my friends on uh, Facebook and say hello to some of them. Bobby Cruz says Taz Club. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate that. Uh, Rudy Jones, Rudy Loop. Lo- I'm sorry, Rudy Lopez Loops. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Taz, why are they pooping on Kevin Owens in live shows? I went to Providence, and the main event was Owens versus Reigns, and Reigns goes over. Well, the good guy wins. They want the good guy to win. It's a house show. I get that. It's not that they're pooping on him. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I think they would be pooping on him more if, by sharing the spotlight with Chris Jericho if you are the universal champ. I've went into that for a long time. so. And we know I'm friends with WWE now, so I can't talk anything negative about them because they love me, and I love them. So I would never talk bad about my friends. They love me. So that's my gimmick. Sell out Jones. Yeah. That's me. Because yeah, they're paying me tons of money to talk positive about them. No, they're not. <laughs> People are crazy. They really are. D- that's it? You got nothing else? No, that was uh, that was what w- was on the website there. Okay, great. Uh, Heck Galazar said, uh, the real may have suplex city. Thank you, sir, for that. Appreciate it. And uh, Brendan McKenzie says, we need Joey Styles. Oh, my God! Joey Styles is not a producer. And he has something in common with Big Rob because he's not a producer either. But, but I'll tell you. Um, by the way, JR Alt says Taz is trending with a question mark. Yeah, I think we still are, right? Maybe you can check that out. Still trending. Taz is still trending. Thank you, guys. Thanks for getting the show trending and keeping the show trending. Trending edition on a Monday. Not easy to do. People are going back to work after the holiday. Phone lines have been dead. And I think there's a problem with the phone. That's the problem. But some were saying to me behind the scenes here of the Taz show 
you know what? The show might be better without phone calls. Mm. That could be poll worthy. It's interesting. I don't know. And speaking of polls, it was a poll that went up that we put up this weekend about the hoodies, Hoodie Jones. And about the camel hoodies, special effects Jones. So, yeah, there was three different hoodies. Not all three will be available. We're trying to decide which one will be available. It's going to be a completely – we have nothing. Brian, video Brian tomorrow. We'll get you some graphics so you can post on video. Sorry, we, we don't have that here. But these this hoodie is going to be badass. It's camo. You can go to add official tags by Twitter if you don't know what that is. It's on there. You can find it on there. There's a video that was posted. Uh, there's three of them, but there'll be only one available. We're not sure which one. We put a poll up. A lot of people voted on which one they like best. So I can't get into details just yet of who's going to sell it, but it's going to be a li- very limited edition. Okay, the side guys, like if you this hoodie is going to be really cool, and uh, it's going to be very limited. There's not a lot. Not a lot will be made. I believe it's something like under a hundred are going to be made. So that's not a lot, and, and it's going to be a real exclusive type of gimmick. So limited edition. Did I not just say that, sir? Mm. Jim Melgretto said, uh, backstabbing CBS, backstabbing CBS Jones. What happened? What did I do? Did I do something? Why is he saying that? I'm paranoid. Am I, am I fired? Am I in trouble? Did my boss get mad? Did he tweet something? Am I in trouble? I don't know. I want to get back to this other thing, too. Uh, so I, I said I was going to give a raw preview. I talked about this for a while here on the show. I gave it it's a very small raw preview, but it's not. That, wh- why Why is there not more? It's Sasha Banks versus Shaw for the raw. You found nothing else? No. There was there was r- really no other details on tonight's show as to who was going to be there. Uh, we knew g- going into tonight's show from last week's announcements, and then that's what they had uh, in the official. Sir, that- it's a simple question. I, I Listen. You're not radio host Jones. Please, you're here to push buttons and blast sound effects as loud as possible. We know that. Okay, you're giving me a whole diatribe. I ask you a simple question. Was there anything else on the website for the, 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 the sell for Raw? No. No! What do you mean, no? All right, whatever. All right, so before you know it, this show's over anyway. Tomorrow I'm going to get into, uh, I'll give you guys a Raw, um, a raw uh, react. I'll do my react show. React! I'm going to react and give you a breakdown. Yeah, like everybody else does. That's right, Taz. You do that, buddy. Mike Johnson there, the PW Insider Report. Big Mike will be on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big loud pop. Oh, yeah, we'll get it right. Week 10. We'll get it right. Yep. Yeah, Big Mike Johnson. Yeah, people love when the Mike Johnson's on. Yep, Mike will come on. He'll plug everything. He'll just plug away. Just plug all sorts of stuff. Yep, that's Mike. He'll come on. Tease some news so we all go to his website and read it. Yeah. He don't break news on the show. He teases news so he sends us to his website, him and the Dave Shearer. That's how this works. Love that. Great business. <laughs> Jeremy Earwood said, have Winston Brands call Rob. <laughs> the Winston Brands. You know who that is? No, I don't. Oh, you don't. All right, here, no problem. Like cigarettes, Winston? No, 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 something different. Hey, did you get a chance to watch the uh, the special on, on uh, WWE.com, on uh, the WWE Network with me? I, yes, I watched that one, uh, and I'm just getting through the ECW Top 50 moments. So well. you watched the one with me and Paul and the Dudleys and Dreamer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You watched that, but you don't know who wins the brands is? No, I don't remember it from there. Da, da, da!
might have just caught you in a lie. Fans know. It was said in there, bro. Winston Brands was the heel office manager known as Bubba Red Dudley. Now you're going to go, oh, I know. Yeah, do it, do it. Oh, oh, I remember that now. No, I don't remember it, really. I'm, it's actually refreshing to hear you say you don't remember it. Did you watch the whole thing? No, I did not. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I know, because it was so long. It was like 45 minutes long. No, I got through about two-thirds of it, and then uh, I, I got distracted. Oh, but of course this, you did. it's yeah. not about me, oh, what no. I was doing. So. Oh, of course it's not about you. No, it's not about you. Rich Benelli says, Viking no-sells Taz's jokes. They're not jokes, actually. Uh, they're actually not jokes. I mean, they're, they're, they're just me talking. I, 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 it's not jokes. And the, cap- uh, the captain, how am I doing? The, uh, Buy a hat. The, uh, the, the Rob here, he just, he doesn't, uh, he's covering bases. That's all he's doing. He's just trying to cover his bases. That's all he's doing. I know what you're doing, Rob. I do. You don't know Winston Brands and you watch that special? Yes. I don't know. I, I, I don't understand. Look, Lou Morale says, busted. Aha. Yes. That's, he's right. He's talking about you. You're busted. He's right. How do you not know that if you watched it? I don't know. I must have dozed off. I was watching Paul talk about Todd, so, well, Gordon, on, and Todd Gordon and Mikey oh, Whipwreck. Okay. Please, stop it. Okay, just stop. Because first it was you were distracted. Then you were pulled away. Now you were dozing off. How much were you doing in these 45 minutes, sir? Uh, I don't know, but um, I know it was on. I was watching it there with my roommate. Maybe he would know. We should give him a call. What Bobby Cruz says, I, I want Taz to answer. What do you want me to answer, Bobby? Why take a loss at WrestleMania 30? That's what you're asking me? <laughs> I think that's what he's asking me. Is that Bobby? Is that what you're asking me, Bobby? This is why this Facebook thing, I, I'm really starting to get mad about it. Bobby Cruz again. Man, I sure missed the cap. No, that wasn't him. That was Sean Hyde. He said he misses the cap. Buy a hat. Wow. Man. Tough. Tough to follow. Tough to follow the captain. How about James Rivera? Subtle right here. Fire the Viking. Mm. Nice. Well done. Yeah. So you feel you're at a, you didn't give me a number where you are, your performance. I mean, just as a whole here. Not just on air, like what happens off air, too. You, you feel you're in good, you're in good, you're a good spot? <laughs> I don't know. Improving with interest, like a horse in a race. Oh my God, poor bastard! You. All right, so uh, no, nah, bro, you, you got other shows you're working on, right? At CBS Sports Radio? Not really. <laughs> I thought you were working on the summer yeah, show. Yeah, I am. Yeah, but he's he's not nearly as interesting as you. Well, then maybe that's the problem. You're burying the guy. He's a legend. <laughs> Stop, please. Legendary, uh, you know what? Sean Hyde said, "Unemployed Viking Jones." Um, no, I'm just reading the negative stuff about you. That's, that's so fine. messed up. On that's my fine. Part. No problem. No. It, it, no. Why, why are you knocking Summers? I like Summers. Do you? I don't know him personally. I like him on air. I think he's an awesome radio host for like freaking 35 years. Well, I'm serious. Like, what, 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 Where's your heat with the guy? It's his time to go. Who the hell are you to decide that it's time for him? Walk down the hall and tell the executives that it's time for him to go. Tell them. All the, you know what? I'm not going to get into it, but I'm not the only one that thinks that. So, But this isn't the Steve Summers show. This is the Taz show. I, I know, but I, I respect a lot of these guys that have been in radio a lot of years. What are you nuts? I do. I respect all of them, like, a lot. So, I, I you know, a guy that's been in radio that long, I don't know him. Hmm. But I don't like that you would come on my show and bash. You bashed Barrett Boomer and Carton, too. No, I didn't bash Boomer. I love those guys. You bashed them on here. You did. Oh, I was talking Al Dukes about you the other day, too, which was, oh, yeah. Oh, really? 
Uh, he brought you up. So, how's the Taz show? Oh, oh yeah. Really? Al Dukes. Correct. Talk about jobbers. Yeah. Yes. And what do you have to say? Well, I brought up them uh, hacking the Jones bit. Nice. I asked him about it, and he had no idea what I was talking about. He's a BS artist. Hold on. Connor Morgan said, I actually enjoy Viking. One more word, and I'm hanging up on you. So listen, he actually, Al Duke said that he had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, he didn't know. Dude, I, I, I had an offline conversation with him three weeks ago about this. So maybe he ju- maybe he was just early in the morning. He just no, didn't want no, to get into bull. it. No, he works early in the morning. Dude, the guy gets work at three in the morning. Okay, the guy works early in the morning. He lied. <laughs> he lied. Okay. He did. He lied. Did he bury me? No. Put me over? Yes. He's mad at me a little bit because he asked me like a, like a year and a half ago when Play It started with the podcast platform, he asked me to go on his podcast. And I was all down with going on as a guest. No problem. The thing is with him, he wants you there. He's like Cole Cabana. Like you do Cole Cabana's show and Cole's got a great podcast. He's the pioneer of this whole podcast thing. But Colt, you know, Colt likes to have like whoever his guest is each week or whatever he does um, in person right there in front of him. And I respect that. But he's Colt Cabana. He's a worker. He's a wrestler. I respect Colt. I have friends with Colt. I know Colt. I met Colt through CM Punk. So I, I like Colt. And I, there's a, there's a, he's a brethren. I'm not going to jump through hoops for Al Dukes, though. I got to get in person with Al Dukes, though. What, what are you, Al Dukes? I said, yeah, we'll do it on the phone. No, no, nah, nah, I'd like to have to do it in person. No, but with in person. What do you mean? I don't know. No, I'm too busy, Al. Sorry. I know I'm not Boomer or Carton, but I'm too busy. So, I mean, you know, you're not Cole Cabana. Sorry, Al. <laughs> Take a bump. How about that? Sick of all these people. So, anyway, well, that's the deal. But I just, some people are on, on the Facebook Live, they are, some people are actually, you know, saying a couple of nice things about you. It's not many. David Cooper said, um, don't fire the Viking or you'll be stuck with KFJ. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, now you know what it is. It's just it's it's tough. I'm tough to work with. I'm tough to to do a show to be produce the show. You can explain that. You've been doing no, this stuff. No, no, it's not tough. It's that there's a lot that goes into it. And the number one thing I respect about you is that you take your craft, whether it be in the ring. I didn't know you when you were a, a quote unquote you know in ring wrestler, but. You taking this show as seriously as you do and everything that goes into it, I can only imagine how serious you took your wrestling career. So. Well, that's why a lot of those guys thought I was a douchebag and they didn't like me. Of course, I wasn't out partying and going crazy. I, I, did, I was um, one of those guys that just was, uh, oh, what did Brian just bury me? Yeah, he did. I heard Brian say something. I couldn't he hear said you. reindeer games, he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, Brian. That's nice. It's been great working with you, buddy. Um, no, the thing is, like, I was, uh, you know, back in the day, I, I, I took my wrestling career extremely, and you make a good point. I took my wrestling career extremely, insanely serious. And I, my problem was I didn't know how to balance. All kidding aside here. I didn't know how to balance being an in-ring competitor with a push along with chilling backstage because it took me a long time to make it and I was always told you're not going to make it. You're five for nothing. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And all I kept saying was F you, F you, I'm going to make it. And I trained harder, pushed myself harder, all that good stuff. So once I did make it, I was so 
intense and scared at the same time of losing it. So I did not know how to, ba I was immature. I didn't know how to balance that backstage. I wasn't acting like a jerk all the time, but sometimes I was, I was definitely irascible. I was tough to deal with. I was, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, I was just very, because I was scared. I was scared of losing what I had. That's what it was. I'm just being honest, opening up Jones here, you know. So uh, now in this show here, it's different because I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, intense about the success of this show. Because I want to make this show the most popular, the most successful show going uh, that covers pro wrestling. We're the only live daily show, 10 hours a week, video, audio, the whole nine. I think we're might be trending again, possibly. I think we are, actually. The show's been trending just about the whole show. Taz is still trending. Oh, trending. Still trending. Uh, and, that, and that's because of... I, it's going to sound egotistical, and I don't mean it like that. I, I built an audience here, but I built that audience, and I quickly come with this next retort. I built that audience because of you, the audience. That's why I built that audience, because you guys gave me the opportunity and gave me the chance and get my, you know, wacky humor and my sophomoric stuff, but yet you get that I'm giving you insight, and there's definitely LT learning tree moments throughout every show just about. And I try not to be egotistical, but I, I you know, uh, I you know I try to be uh, you know I try to be as insightful as possible yet entertaining as possible. That's my goal. Uh, so everybody here on Facebook Live, all the nice things you're saying about me from I'm just reading stuff now. Uh, Francisco Torres to Connor Morgan saying work ethic Jones, Bobby Cruz. I appreciate all the love from all you guys. Lizette, she's always on there putting me over, and all you people. Chan Man's always on there putting me over. All you guys, Ryan Jones. It goes on and on. Anybody I forgot, please don't get mad. I just there's too many to name. I gotta wrap this show up though. I'm gonna end a little late just because I want to go a little longer here because I, you know, when you said what you said to me, um, you know, about I can only imagine how serious you took your wrestling career. I really did. Like, I was, like, too much. So this show, with building an audience and building popularity, and CBS give me the opportunity that they give me every day, the platform of promoting and selling and talking pro wrestling, uh, is so rare and so freaking awesome, and it's so groundbreaking for our industry, for the wrestling industry. I still say are, even though I'm really not in the business anymore. But in my heart, I'm always in the business, 30 years of this crap, right? So, you know, but so I take this show every day, that title, The Taz Show, that's not just me. That's the audience. That's CBS. That's my life's work. All the bumps I took, all the sacrifices, all the times away from my family, from my wife and my son when he was little and everything, all the parties I missed and family gatherings and everything is all in the title of that show. All of that is in there. You know, all of that is in there. All of that is in there. So to me, and that's every show. Now, dude, how much now if the captain was still here, buy a hat, he could tell you. I mean, the pressure, I know, the pressure. <laughs> every day I put pressure on myself and everybody who's on the show, right or wrong. That's correct. Every day, every mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. It's not some chill feel. Ah, we're here at seven o'clock in the morning, Eastern. Ah, we're just chill. It's not like that. It's a, it's a, the audience needs a show, a good show. They rely on a good show. They, some of these folks listen to the show every day. If it's not live, it's on demand. Or they watch it every day live. Or they watch the VOD every day. So they want good content. Even though the show's free, it's my obligation 
and your obligation and everybody behind the scenes has an obligation to give these people a good show, not just twice a week or three times a week, every day. And not every show is great. Not every show is great. But I'll be damned if you're not going to get a true effort every day from show prep from the team and from everybody here and passion from everybody here. And that, that's important. From the way the show sounds, the way the show looks, it's vital. That's how it is here. And it's tough. Some people can't hang. Some people that work on a show can't hang. They just can't hang. And it's no disrespect to them. It's just hard. It's harder to do this show and work behind the scenes of the show than, and, and I feel, any of those shows or any of those terrestrial broadcast shows in radio today. That's my opinion. And that's it. And I'm standing by it. And that's that. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We're a little long in Fifth Quarter City here. And uh, I want to thank uh, all you guys on Twitter and uh, for everybody on Facebook Live. Thank you very much. And thank you most importantly for uh, getting the show trending today on this Monday edition. It's tough to trend on a Monday, especially after holiday. So thank you for that, guys. I appreciate the love. Make sure you check out the podcast version maybe later on in about an hour or the VOD around uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Be back at you tomorrow for everybody here at the Taz Show. I'm Taz. You're not. I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen man they movie cuts and when i'm back at home it never feels the same cuz we've been doing our own thing trying to stay up i want to go back to days with no grades we ordered the kids meal play ball that's all day now i'm stuck looking at this instagram page but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns Got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So going for another drink Just to get away We gotta live it up Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let you go Since I was shooting hoops, no issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and